Hi, I'm Paige Tripp, and this is the Me Journeys. I'm a mom of four girls who knows parenting isn't easy, especially when trying to raise mindful children. Here, I share the real ups and downs I face daily and share easy and mindfulness tools to help make parenting fun again. Join me on this wild journey and help grow mindful, empowered children. Hi, and welcome to the Me Journeys. I'm Paige Tripp, and I am so excited to be here with you again on Monday. So today we are chatting about ego parenting, fear-based parenting. I have spent 10 years, uh, almost 10 years, my daughter, my oldest is going to be 10 soon, um, and I lived in a very ego, fear-based parenting style. I really, unfortunately, struggled with my own ego and my own pride and fear leading the way. I still struggle, especially with my older girls, as we've been kind of, as I said in the last episode, um, in this um, new journey to reparent and rewire how we do things in our house. It's easy with my twins because they're new. They're new little people. They don't know anything else. So um, it's a different um, parenting experience. I'm, I'm raising two different age groups and it's wild. So yeah, uh, anyways, the ego, the ego is, is big and <laughs> it is heavy and it is not the most beautiful part of us when we allow it to get in the way of what needs to be done and what needs to be said. And unfortunately, it is easy to access our ego and I do it often. And I'm here to tell you that I am a human. And yes, I still do have an ego and I still do have fear. And sometimes it takes the lead and it can be reined back in if I'm mindful. And so some examples of my ego taking the lead is when I allow my fear to creep in. So let me give you some examples here. Um, we've been struggling in this house since the pandemic with technology uses. And my daughter is going to be 10. And my other daughter is going to be, what, eight? Oh my God, I can't even, for some reason I like couldn't remember my daughter's age. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Um, anyways, yeah, so we're going to have a 10-year-old and an 8-year-old, and their friends, a lot, most of them have phones and tablets and all the good technology. And in my house, they still use ours, and they don't have a cell phone, and I do not want to give my kid a cell phone. Maybe that's my ego, and maybe I'm just still living in a fear-based world. But right now, I don't feel that it is in my children's best interest to give them a phone. One, because they're with me all the time. Why do they need a phone? Two, they have shown me that they are still in a mindset of I can do whatever I want on the internet and lack of responsibility. So mommy is 
I guess, going to live in this fear or whatever I want to, my baby, it's my ego. And I'm struggling because I'm trying to teach them responsibility. And I'm trying to, especially like with the internet and like showing them like, look at mom's even putting herself on a schedule now. Like I'm, I'm actually just starting this. So um, I am starting a, uh, not a detox, but I'm starting a um, a work schedule where I post at certain times and I check messages and comments and respond to them at a certain time because I'm struggling with um, you know finding the time because my schedule is constantly changing with the twins and sometimes they nap, sometimes they don't. So I'm kind of all over the place right now and. I feel like I'm on my phone so much because I'm trying to promote my mommy's group and my coaching and I'm trying to build this audience and I'm struggling with finding the balance. So they're like, well, you're on your phone all the time. And yes, that's my impersonation of my children sassing me back. <laughs> and it's very sassy. And they're like, "You, well, you do this. So why do I, why can't I? Blah, blah, blah. And it's so annoying but they're right. And of course I had argued with them. I'm like, well, I'm trying to make a business. I'm trying to earn money. So what's your excuse? And they're like, and then I catch myself. I'm like, well, get, get out of the way, mom, like pipe down. You are with the mom, like own your shit. Stop whining and bitching and just say what needs to be said. And so in those moments, like catching myself and noticing when I'm being ego and fear-based and like trying to be right all the time. And I just like catch myself and I was like, you know what? You're right. And I'm going to do something about it. So let me show you what I'm going to do. And I'm going to create a schedule and there's going to be a specific time, whether, you know, dad's home and he takes the lead and I go and I deal with online posting things and creating content and whatever else I need to do. And so through doing that, I'm my goal. I might not, they might not be actually noticing it, but my goal is to show them like, okay, mom took our advice. She realizes she's on her phone too much and she's going to deal with it. Excuse me. Um, I just burped. (laughs) Um, So according to my like self-help coaches and learning about like energy. Apparently I'm moving some stuff out as I'm talking to you guys. So yes, let's go. Let's get all this extra energy out. That's no longer serving me. Um, anyways. So yeah, so that's just one idea, but right now we are so, I don't know if you guys are, I hope to hear like, if you are a mom or dad who are struggling with like this technology time frame, like I just, I feel like my kids aren't kids anymore. They're already like teenagers. All they want to do is be on the internet. And I'm like struggling and it's like making me really angry because I'm like, you're a kid, go play, like play Barbies. I played Barbies forever. Like go be a kid, like stop with this internet crap. Excuse my language, but ugh, I hate it. I love it and I hate it at the same time. And I'm really struggling. You know, like I keep telling my husband, like our generation had like the perfect balance between like play and internet access like it was difficult to get on like but it was just like a really great balance and I just like wish that we could freeze the 80s and 90s generation and just like everyone just keep getting born then and this is like (laughs) the internet is still really crappy and so it like discourages you from wanting to be on it and you're just like you know 
everything's like a little bit more difficult to access. And I feel like the innocence of people was lasting longer, but I don't know, maybe that's just my, my own limiting mindset or whatever. And I don't understand. So I guess I'm an old lady now and always like, oh, you little youngsters don't know what you're doing. All right. Anyways, let me pull it back in. I'm getting a little goofy. And yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm struggling with the ego and the fear and letting go. And I don't know if I'm fully ready for tweens. I don't, I don't think I'm ready. I mean, I have no choice to be ready, but I, I, I'm not mentally. I'm not ready. And I need to get ready because it's happening. And my ego and my fear are rampant. And I am in constant headbutting situations with these girls. And I told my husband, I was like, oh, I really hope I get my shit together before the teen years come because I am, I'm scared. (laughs) I'm so scared. Oh my God. I just don't want them to hate me. Again, fear. But it, by me not wanting them to hate me, I was giving in, as I said in the last episode, and compromising and letting them see mom caves when we give her a hard time. And I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not, I, I will not be here for that. So, yikes. Sorry, girls. Um, yeah, I just am not here for it. And I'm not going to do it anymore. And the ego in and the fear, they're they're fun. They're great tools to help us heal because they really show us what needs to still be healed. Because when we live through the ego and the fear and, and we're, we're being triggered and we're responding with the ego and the fear, that is where the healing is people. And so again, I have to really sit with my vision of what type of mom I want to be to my tweens and teens as they start to develop into that stage and decide what my values are that I want to teach and really decide, okay, like this is what's going to happen when we get a phone and this is what's going to happen. You know, like I refuse to have technology in the bedrooms, which I got a lovely story for that one, but I refuse to have technology. Like I will not put a TV in my room we do have our cell phones in our room, but it's our alarm clock. And like, you know, we literally only right when we get in our bed, me and my husband, we only check our phone to make sure that the our alarms are on and then we're done with it. You know, and that's like, I, that's my boundary. And I'm like, nope, our sleep is important, especially in the trip house, because we have a lot of people in this house who do not function well with no sleep or little sleep. So I refuse to budge on that one. Um, But, and that's what you got to do. You got to know your limits. And that is my for sure limit. And I will never budge from that one. Never. I will buy them the biggest alarm clocks, the most annoying alarm clocks if they're worried that they can't get up on time. But their phones will be charging downstairs and they will not have access at night because my kids will never sleep. So, sorry, I'm on a tangent again. (laughs) Anyways, um, yeah, so the ego and the fear are your best tools for healing. So if you are struggling in this moment and you're like, okay, these are the moments when I keep seeing myself, you know, either become dysregulated or um, feeling like I'm out of control. Like I used, I get in these moments where I'm like trying to like 
dominate the conversation and like, no, this is how it's going to be. And this is what we're going to do. And I'm like, whoa, there she is. There's that fear, that fearful mama. You, I just slow down and I'm like, okay, I need a break. I'll be right back. I'm, I'm starting to lose it. Or I'll say things like, um, my favorite thing to say, and they're so annoyed by it is I can no longer speak in this conversation because I cannot be nice. So I need to go take a minute. I'm going to the bathroom. They're like, why? You got to poo? And I'm like, yeah, I got to emotionally poo because I'm going to lose it. Bye. And I like shut the door. (laughs) And sometimes I sound like a total idiot. Sometimes I sound very put together. I'm like, okay, mom's going to go take a minute. I'll be right back. Or I'm, I can no longer speak right now. And like, whatever. Sometimes I sound like, who was that lady? Like, she's a rock star. And then sometimes I'm like, you sounded like you were five. Like, what? You're like arguing with a, a 10 and an eight-year-old, like really? But I mean, we're we're humans. We're, we have fears. We have fears, especially around our kids. I mean, I don't know if you're like me, but the moment I was pregnant with my first, I was like driving like old lady. Anytime someone got close to me, I'd pull over like, oh my God, they're going to hit me. I'm gonna, my baby's going to die. Oh, it was so dramatic about everything. Everything was like, I spilled milk and it was like, oh my God, my child's going to starve. Like, There's formula. Like, okay, relax. <laughs> like everyone's going to survive. Did you get in this mindset of like fear? I'm so scared all the time that I'm just going to fuck up my kids and they're going to hate me. They're going to turn out to these, be these like awful, awful women. And I'm like, you're ridiculous. You are not an awful woman. They're, you know, like, I, I mean, I don't know how psychopaths are birthed and created, but if, if somebody who's in the mental health field knows, if you can message me so I don't create one, I would awesomely appreciate that. And that was like the worst English. Oh my God. <laughs> I would really appreciate it. I don't want to raise psychopaths. I don't want to raise these horrible humans. And I know that I'm not because I hear all these beautiful comments from teachers and people who meet my kids and I'm like really oh my god yes like woohoo like they're good people yay we're doing great and those moments are like the fear for like a moment dissipates and I'm like oh I'm doing good job like I feel like a, a great mom and I like I don't know I just savor those moments those are like my favorite moments <laughs> But because then I get to see their worst and that's, that's the joy of being a mom and a dad. We get to see the worst of our children and it's because we make them feel safe and learning that I was like, yay, I love that. But I also hate that because that means like forever I got to see this and I got to deal with this. So I'm learning to love the yucky stuff and the not so great parts of humans that I am raising. And even though it's not so great, I'm not saying it's not so great because they're not so great. I'm saying it's not so great because it's so difficult to help them through when I'm still healing myself. That's what I mean. Let me rephrase that. Let me say it again. The not so great moments of the human journey in my children and the evolution of them and the growth and the beauty and the learning of who they are is not always easy and it can sometimes be messy and it can sometimes be hard and it can sometimes feel like I don't like it. 
to be honest, like sometimes I'm like, ugh, what did I do? <laughs> and then I feel bad because, come on, I have great children and I'm so in love with them. And yeah, it's just hard. It's just hard. So my whole point here today is just like, we have an ego, we're human, we have fear, but let's use them as tools. And the way we do that, in my own opinion, has been through journaling because I'm able to be really clear and precise with myself. I'm trying to get my husband to journal. So that's like my new my new goal in life right now is like, how do I get the only man in this house to journal? Like, he hates reading. He hates all that. Like, he's just not that man. And so I was like, what if you like on your way home, purge all your thoughts in like a voice memo and then just delete it. Like just get it out. And then you like, even though you're not like writing it down, you're, you're technically journaling. It's just a different format, you know? And I'm trying, like my oldest also doesn't like journaling. She likes the idea of journaling. She's just, is not like, she's like me. We were getting her tested for ADHD. I just got, got diagnosed ADHD and it's always been hard for me to focus on certain things, especially ones that don't lighten me, light me up and make me joyous. And so she likes the idea of it, but I think she just would prefer a different format. So I think I'm going to introduce to her um, vlogging, not for the internet, but for her own use and let her just, she loves the internet. She loves, like not the internet, she loves technology. So why not let her use it and make her think she's actually doing like her fake YouTube videos and let her just journal and, and like I'll give her like a topic and then she can either share it with me and we can we can send each other, you know, text messages on the iPad from my phone to like each other and we can do like videos to each other. I'm honestly, I've been trying to create all these different ways that our kids can express themselves. My, um, my second oldest, she is an artist. She loves art. So I'm like, let's create like an emotions book for you. Like, you know, draw out what you're feeling and then like, talk to me about it. Like, let's talk about it. Like create me a cool story or like a comic book. And then we can like, Either if you want to share it with me, awesome. If not, it's okay too. Like that's for you. Journaling's for you. You don't have to share that. But if you want guidance, you want support, you want mommy to know why you're mad at her or why you're mad at daddy or why you're feeling sad or scared or whatever it is, you just share it with me. And trying to give them that respect of like, okay, you get some space, but I'm going to like, let's pretend that my kids won't listen to this one day. But as a person, okay, so I used to be a teacher. I think I said this on here. I was a sixth grade teacher and I have always been very connected to kids. Like I just, I understand them. I don't, it's probably because I have like a child mind and I'm very dorky and, and silly and stupid and I create, not stupid. Let me, let's I mean, okay. I'm just a kid. I am a kid at heart. I love being goofy. I'm always cracking jokes. I'm being stupid. If you know me really, really personally, you might see this side of me. I've always hit it and very quiet because I'm fearful that people are going to laugh at me, but you're going to start seeing more of it here because I'm a goof and I create stupid sounds. I create funny voices and I'm just, I'm just a goof and I love it. I'm such a goof. But anyways, what was my point? Oh, ADHD, you mess with my mind. My point is, what is my point? Oh, crud. Anyways, my point is that like, we basically just have to show our kids that 
we, I literally lost my, my train of thought. Oh, I did this in the last episode that I was doing and I had to redo the whole thing. Oh, I hate my mind sometimes. But anyways, actually I love my mind because then it might lead me to something better. So, okay. Anyways, we have just like this goofiness in my house and we're, and I'm trying to get to the point of like, oh yes, I remember um, when I was a teacher. Sorry, I'm, I'm all over the place, but um, I was a teacher and I do want my kids and my students, I always would tell them like, I want you to know your privacy is important. However, as an adult, if I feel in my intuition that something's up, I may check. I'm not going to do it all the time. And, you know, I'm very, very transparent with that. And I highly, highly, highly recommend that you make sure that your kids know you are open to them sharing with you. So I used to tell my students that I would check their journal just to make sure they did it. They could leave me a, a code in the top corner of their entry to tell me if they wanted me to read it, if there was an emergency or something like just I'd had, I forgot honestly what I used to make them do. But my students knew that if they marked it, they flagged it, they tagged it, whatever they, I had them do, that I would read it no matter what. I would read it. And so I actually had two students who wanted to commit suicide and were struggling mentally. And because I just had this intuition to just check in on them and read through, one of them was a student who didn't speak English. I actually had taken over a bilingual class at the time when I first started. And I know I am not bilingual. A wonderful education system we have putting me in a bilingual classroom. A whole nother story for another time. But I was just concerned. I just, I was like, something feels off. I just need you to, you know, I went to the bilingual, te- other bilingual teacher and I was like, please, can you just read this for, to me? Like, I don't know what it says. And sure enough, he just was very sad and depressed and he had just moved here, I believe, maybe Ecuador. I honestly don't remember. And I, my heart was just so broken and I knew in that moment I needed to get the social worker and we did and he did let us know that he wanted to hurt himself. He wanted to just die. He was so sad where he was and I am so grateful that I listened to my guidance to check in on this child and the other child that I actually um, also did the same thing for. I learned through their journal that they were so sad and they both um, luckily were able to get the support they needed and they both, you know, you know, got the support and they came back and they were, you know, started to look a little bit more thriving. And I do know for sure one of them is doing incredible now. And I'm so proud of the work that that child did. And um, I'm unsure of the other one, but my point here is as parents, we want to give our kid the privacy so that, so that like they can, you know, have that space to express themselves, but also knowing that as parents, we know, we know our kids and we know when something's wrong and use that, trust it. Don't let fear guide you. 
where you're like always reading their journals or checking in on them and looking through their stuff, but trust yourself. You'll know. You'll really know when something's off with your kid and practice it, you know, like really check in with them, open it and try really hard to express to them that you are giving them space and that you're going to check to make sure that they're, you know, taking care of themselves. And that's all that you're going to do. And every time, even with my, my big girls now, every time that I feel off with them, I know, I know, and I've gotten it right every time something's been up. There's been issues with bullies. There's been issues with whatever. And I just, fear and ego and intuition, they're all like, something that I've struggled with. I used to be really good with my intuition. And then after becoming a mom and my ego and my fear have like, ooh, really, really ramped up. It's been harder. But when I really listen to myself, I know, I know when something's wrong. And, and so continuing that work for yourself to work on that ego and to work on that fear and to really connect to what's going on inside yourself and showing your kids that you're doing that giving them the space to feel their feelings and know that it's okay and it's safe to do so in the house with you and even out of the house. But, you know, like, obviously they're not going to go and like as an adult be like freaking out on everybody because they're letting their, they're feeling their feelings, but giving them that safe space at home to come and feel what they're feeling and have that time and know that they're safe and they're going to be supported and loved. That's all we can do. And as parents, it's our job to work on our own fear and our own ego and our own regulation and know that we as parents, we do have an ego and we do have fear. And yes, sometimes we parent through it. And so it's okay. I'm not shaming you. I do it. I do it a lot. And that is where the money is right there. It's that is your key to really healing yourself is looking at those moments. And even if you catch yourself after the fact and you're sitting there and you're thinking about how you parent it and you're like, oh shit, that was ego or oh shit, that was fear or it was everything. Um, go into it. Why the hell did I do that? Oh, I'm fearful that my kid's going to like get abducted from an online predator, <laughs> like legit. I am fearful of everything and I am really working on it. So you can feel free to laugh at me because I'm laughing at me. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm like, I, I fear that they're going to bully people because I know when I was younger, I felt bullied when I was younger. And then I went to high school and I was like, hell no, I'm not going to be bullied by anybody. I'm going to bully first and nobody's going to ever bully me again wrong but that's what happens when you've been bullied you tend to try to bully because it makes you feel like no one's going to bully you again it makes you feel safe it's wrong I know but I did it and so I'm just scared like that's going to happen they've been bullied so much like they just I don't know I'm just scared of everything I'm scared something bad's going to happen online and that it's just I'm not going to have any control and again I'm working through it and that's all we can do. And I am here again to be a prime example. No parents perfect. We are learning this, most of us, as we go. Because to be honest, like nobody prepares you for parenthood. Like 
nobody. And I, I think we need to switch that up. Let's like share with these kids like this is the shit that's going to happen to you if you have a child. <laughs> it's wild and you're not going to know what to do. So learn yourself first because if you learn you, everything else is easy because you're not dysregulated. You're not working through fear. You're like you've you done it all. Like deal with your fear, learn it, understand yourself, know what your know your patterns and your negative patterns and all your good stuff. And let's start teaching our kids to start now before they become parents because it is so much easier to heal your, okay, I'm not, actually that's mean and that's wrong. It's not so much easier to heal yourself without children because healing is uncomfortable. So again, I'm learning. Be patient with me. I'm, I'm sorry if that was rude, but no, healing is difficult and it doesn't always have to be. It, it can be uncomfortable, but if we teach our kids to heal as they go and not wait until it's so big, like I feel, I feel like my healing is like this huge mountain and I'm just hitting the, you know, just barely touching the surface of my mountain of healing and fear. Ah, so big. Um, but yeah, I just, that is my goal. Like I just want my kids and I hope you want your kids to do better than we are doing because it's a rough go. And I just hope that my kids show up in, in this life and do better than I did and stop like hiding from their lives and stop hiding from their fear and their pain, and, you know, and be like, yeah, you pissed me off. Like, this is what I feel. And so my ego doesn't like it when they do that, but I am trying to enjoy and honor and love it when they freak out so that we can solve problems and change the world and stop having people hate each other because they didn't get their way. So let's, let's help these kids. Um, all right. Well, as you see, I am going on tangents and I'm kind of all over the place. I am learning to focus. I am learning to stop being ego and fear driven and I am learning and I am healing. So I hope that you are finding this entertaining and enjoyable. If you do, if you like what you're hearing, please write a review, please subscribe you know, give me some stars if you want to. Even one, I'll take any I can get. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Please give me all the stars because I think I'm funny. Um, <laughs> again, a weirdo, but that's me. So I'm here to share my shit show so you don't feel so alone and you see that parenting can be fun and it's wild and it's L all the feels. So don't be so scared. I'm here I'm probably have done and acted many ways that you'd be shocked. But if you have questions, if you loved this episode or the past episodes, rate them, love them, subscribe them, and DM me. If you are curious on some topics or you're thinking like, wow, she's really real and she's not holding back and she's sharing all this shit and you want to hear more and you have like a topic that you're curious about or a question or like something you're going through and you're like, have you done this or have you felt this or have you worked through this? Message me, email me, whatever. My email is, it's supposed to be the me journeys, but it looks like them period e period journeys at gmail.com. 
the emails on my Instagram and the emails also on my website. DM me however you want to communicate with me. Go for it. I am all about being real and sharing the shit show that is my life sometimes. And so you got a question. I got your answer. And if I don't, I will spend hours researching what we can do together to solve these problems because parenthood is a huge journey and there is no one size fits all. And I love learning. So bring me some topics that you want to hear because in my house, the biggest topic right now is technology and emotional regulation. And I have many stories. So I'm trying to be honoring of my family and not be too, too personal with their shit, but I am more than happy to share my inside stories and my thoughts during these motions and moments and craziness. And yeah, so this is the Me Journeys. I'm Paige Tripp and I am here for one-on-one coaching, mommy groups, parent coaching, which parent coaching is to nourish yourself and your relationship not to become not to tell you how to parent because come on no one knows how to parent perfectly and I'm also here for kids so I'm I'm here so feel free to book a consultation with me it's free you get 30 minutes with me we talk about what your goal is why you're here why were you pulled to my podcast why were you pulled to my Instagram what is your journey And how can I support you on that journey? Because let's face it, it is shitty to feel alone. And I know all too much about it. You're not alone. You got me. So even if I'm the only person you got, you got me. So reach out. Don't be scared. Push that fear aside and come join me on this me journey. And let's change the world. All right, guys. I love you. Hope you had fun with my crazy mind. And I'll see you next Monday. Happy journeys.